0: Hey, y'all, before we get started, are you following me on Instagram? Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. I've already looked you up. I already know. But it's okay. All you got to do is go to Heather Parody, P-A-R-A-D-Y, over on the IG. Slide into my DMs. Let me know you found me from the show. And say hi. I'd love to hear from you. Again, that is at Heather Parody, P-A-R-A-D-Y, over on IG. Joseph Perlman is a celebrity acting coach and the owner of Perlman Acting Academy, which was voted the best acting studio and coach in L.A. Joseph helps actors launch their careers faster, guarantee audition wins, and win series leads before they go into casting. Joseph collaborates with Amazon Studios weekly to help bring their film and TV performances to an award-winning level. He has coached presenters from all the major award ceremonies, including the Oscars, Emmys, Grammys, Golden Globes, etc., his clients include HBO, AMC, Netflix comedians, actors on Game of Thrones, etc. Y'all, listen, super pumped to have Joseph Perlman with us today to talk about what is the difference between a regular choice and a dangerous choice, honoring your personality and making things your own, dealing with criticism and standing up for yourself. So whether you are in the entertainment space Want to become a better speaker or make your creative business stand out? You're going to love Joseph. It's time to make some dangerous choices. y'all. I am. I'm so excited. I have a list of questions for Joseph Perlman, who's with us today. And I know you guys are just going to love this conversation. Joseph, I've been just binging through your content over the past couple of weeks since I found you. Um, I told you I had a story for you of how how I found you, but I was in an acting class uh, a couple weeks ago and I was walking out and I was talking to one of my uh, friends and I said how do you make a bold choice? Everybody's talking about make a bold choice, be bold, all this stuff. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does it look like? I know conceptually it's important. And honestly, I think we see it when it happens. But what has to happen inside of me as a human to get to that point? And not only with acting, but just as a creative, as a business owner. So I got frustrated, Joseph, and I went to YouTube because that's what I do when I get frustrated. I look up things on YouTube. And th- one of the first videos that I found was, was one of yours. And it said something along the lines of making not bold choices, dangerous choices. That's right. And I started sweating a little. I'm like, Oh, Lord, this is, this is really exactly what I need to hear. And I wanted to have you on. And guys, I wanted to introduce you to this incredible human. Um, not because everybody listening is in the acting and entertainment industry. I know many of you are. But as a creative, as someone who's putting work out into the world, we all need to hear how to be bolder, be a little bit more dangerous, and really bring ourselves, who we are, who we were created to be, to the table. And it's a lot easier said than done. But this is what Joseph does with his life, y'all. Uh, it's an honor to have you. You know, that was a big old introduction, but thanks for jumping on, Joseph.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you so much. And I so appreciate that. And yes, in the acting world, and I work with folks outside of the acting world as well, but so many folks are, oh, you have to make a, choices and you have to make brave choices but nobody is telling you how to do that they're Mm -hmm. just telling you but they're not telling you exactly how to do that and that is one of the things that i love to do is how do you make those choices yeah
0: now i know you've been in the industry for a minute and you have a lot of experience worked with a lot of people i was curious first off when did you come to the conclusion that this was kind of the secret sauce and nobody was talking about it?
1: You know, this is, it's interesting because the work that I do is something that's evolved. I feel like we're, you know, someone, people will ask like, what technique do you teach? Well, we teach, you know, fill in the missing, uh, you know, the missing blocks of like foundational techniques, but we're pushing the outer edge of like what's new and helping actors to ultimately find their technique so they can make a break of the technique. And so we're honoring the personality of the actor because ultimately you want to create work that doesn't smell like some technique, but has your flavor where you can put your thumbprint on it. So it was just one of those things where just, you know, we worked with folks and over the years word of mouth and we were just doing something different, but I never looked over my shoulder. That was the other thing too, is I, I had training, Interesting. but I was never looking at, You know, what is this person doing? What is that person doing? I knew what worked, but I also knew that something else could be discovered. And that's what we're doing now. We're discovering things that, you know, folks haven't thought about before with regards to this work. Like what you say is a very different event than what you mean. There was a beautiful quote that somebody shared with me. It was an Abraham quote The universe doesn't hear what you say, the universe hears what you mean. And if you think about this, um, so much of acting training is making choices based on something like what the writer is saying. But in life, how often are our words a perfect match for the infinite, you know, poppings of emotions that are going on in our body? There's a big difference. So the question is, what are you holding back? What are you as a person holding back from showing people? And what is the character holding back? And the last thing I'll say about what we're doing, you know, that's a little different in creating these dangerous choices for both, you know, entrepreneurs and entertainment industry folks is Martin Landau, the actor, said it best the words you speak, the dialogue is only what a character or person is willing to share, willing to reveal. The 90% they aren't willing to reveal is what we do for a living. So there's a whole universe of what you really mean that when you put that forward emotionally in your body, it's, it's, it's dangerous in that it throws people off balance.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a, I feel like there's a lot of internal work and surrender that that's kind of demands of you because I have to get super comfy with who Heather Parody is in order to kind of surrender to that, that kind of choice. Yeah?
1: Correct. Absolutely. So think about it like this. 90% of the performance or 90% of your presentation is the personality of the person or the performer. What does that mean? You're not playing yourself, but you cannot create a humanity and a soul that's more infinite, beautiful, interesting, intricate than your own. So what we're doing is we're finding ways of relating and identifying. All act, acting is, is the, is the act of looking at something that's outside of ourselves that's profoundly loving beautiful or profoundly hateful or many things in between and saying what would that feel like for me how would how would i feel not how do i become something think of it almost as like sque- squeezing it through the gar- like a garlic press where you're person you know you're squeezing your personality through it so again you can't create the soul of a character because we're using our own soul and we're figuring out under what conditions would it be possible for me to do this because there's an infinite amount of stuff that we can relate and identify with that we haven't personally experienced. And a lot of actors are thinking, well, well I only have this experience so I can't use it. No, we can t- tap into that collective consciousness and imagine what it would be like. So the person you are, as Stanislavski says, is a thousand times more interesting than the greatest actor you could ever hope to be. And so, so many folks, whether it's a performance, or a, if I'm coaching a, a UN speech, or a TED Talk, or an acting performance, or an audition, they want to run so far away from themselves to figure out the answer. But That's the path, so true. Right? Mm-hmm. And the path to the best, most impactful, dangerous, fun performance is always a journey back to yourself first. It's the scariest thing. It's so we start with the personality and we honor the personality and I think that's over the years that's set us apart in that we're, we're helping the actors to bring themselves to the piece, not to play themselves, but to tell them that they've, they've always had what it takes to create great performances and it's right there. You don't need something outside of yourself. You start with you. It's you filled up. It's filled you and, and, and that's what it is at the foundation of it.
0: How do I get back to me though? That's a great
1: question. How do you get back to you? Well, we're like infinite. You can't pinpoint ourselves. And so, one of the neat things I'll do is to tell an actor, okay, let's say it's a, a speech or a performance. And I'll say, okay, let's do a version of it. I do this on set a lot with actors where the director said, okay, so we want you to play yourself. So, forget the character, put everything down because you don't have to try to do you as we're talking right now. And I don't have to try to do me. We're just, we're hanging. I think a lot of folks don't think they're interesting enough as themselves. So they gravitate all to these warm and fuzzy techniques and a hundred miles away from themselves. But if it was just like we had a scene and I said, hey, Heather, um, play yourself. Play yourself. There is no character. Talk and listen so that people listening can't tell whether you're acting. Just do you talking and listening. It throws you right back. It throws you right back to you because what especially the actors need to stop doing is let go of ideas of who they think this person is because ideas inhibit discovery. When you have an idea, think of your, your audience, like let's say you're going on a trip, okay? You have an idea of what it's going to be like or, or a date or, or coming back to a significant other and you have an idea. Well, it in, if you discover something exciting and new, you're going to be stuck on, well, my idea was this. So Stella Adler said it best, the facts, the data is death to an actor until it's it's processed through imagination to become experience, until it's fed through imagination to become experience. Facts are death to an actor until it's fed through imagination to become experience. And so we have to let go of our idea in order to, dis, in order to discover. But coming back to yourself is as simple as, as this. We're just talking and you don't have to try to be it. It's so much easier than people think it is. And the tendency is to overcomplicate.
0: Isn't that Which, the truth? Right. I've I've listened to hours now of your content, and your teaching through different, you know, guys. I'm going to link everything up. Just, you're going to love it. It's so good. But there's all there's a, almost this optimism. I mean, I, and I don't mean optimism in the sense of you know you you acknowledge the, the work and the commitment that it takes to make it right, but also too there's a level of hope. I feel yeah. like that you share with people that. You can be you are enough, you have what it takes. Yes. you're not too old, you're not too weird, you're not too quirky, and this message of returning back to you, there's so much life in it, and I wanted to acknowledge and thank you for that message because there is almost a strain and a weight of what do I need to do to be exactly. seen, to be heard, to make it, and what you're saying, Joseph, you have it already.
1: That's it. you have it already can I, and and first of all. Heather, thank you so much for watching the watching those videos. I think first and foremost, if you go back to that quote I shared in the beginning, the universe doesn't hear what you say, the universe hears what you mean. My intention in those videos is to basically connect with love and support and gratitude to the people I'm talking with. The content I, I think is, is definitely good, but it's, it's a connection of feeling first, the emotions forward the lines backward. There's a beautiful quote that a friend recently shared, Sarah Paulson, the actor. And it's this, I would have liked to have told myself that I didn't need to excuse myself from the experience. I was very focused on looking at other actors and people who had careers that I admired when I was was first starting out and wondering what it was about them that made it possible for them to be chosen or employed. And I'd often try in an audition or a social setting to mimic what I imagined was the desired effect taking me out of the scenario. And there's this beautiful Martha Graham to Agnes DeMille letter that I used to keep in a dressing room every time I was doing a play about how there's only one you in all of time and space. And then what you see and how you experience things is unique to you. And if you block it, the world will not have it. It will not have it. And as a young person, I thought, mute me mute my opinions, mute my thoughts, my assessments, and try to fill it in with other things. And now I think it's the exact opposite. So I wish I had known that earlier, but I'll take knowing it now over never knowing it at all. So I, I wanted to share wow. it with you because
0: it was wow. relevant to that. Yeah. When in, when in your journey, Joseph, in your, your career, did you kind of come back to yourself and acknowledge that you were enough here?
1: Uh, such a great question. I think it was just a remember. I think it was a process of remembering and reminding, because there were plenty of years where, you know, I wasn't happy and was anxious and depressed and I was feeling bad about myself. But as a kid, there was always this knowing. There was this knowing um, that there was this sort of sparkle, that there was this something greater, that there was this connection to the infinite and to everything as a kid. And so I think it's a process, Heather, and you tell me of. Almost through the work, remembering, you know, and all the things that I was, you know, punished for and sh- shot on and hated for, you know, and basically, you know, that was the wonderful thing that made me this original, this freak, you know, this, this like, I was this crazy kid and I did crazy things and I did crazy things in the work and I, and I do sort of Willy Wonka experimental things in the acting training, you know, because that's like what great art is. It's losing yourself. It's like dancing on the ice when it's so thin, you might break through and it's it's not being afraid to look like an asshole or be Come a freak, on. you know? So it was like the thing that I rocked out as as a kid that I was just like, you know, feeling like a reject for for so many years. I was like, oh my God, that's the thing that, you know, someone can really use to stand out. That's your, your superpower. Your personality is your superpower. And you can... And it was a reminder. So, Heather, it's and it's a constant process of remembering, isn't it? I mean, mm. what do you think? I, it, it's, I think that's what it is for me is the remembering of who you really are. Come on. Right. I,
0: I think we're going to some creative church, man. That was <laughs> so good. But you're right. I, I, I feel like I'm unlearning right now and in a season of unlearning and shedding all of the narratives and the crap and the junk and the beliefs and all of that. And trying to find what you're talking about is just enough.
1: Yeah. And And you know what? And if the doubts creep in and if somebody says something or somebody says, you know, shuts you up, you push back on that. You F it off. Do you know what I'm saying? You... Fight for yourselves. And and that's what I'm helping this community do. And we're helping each other do. Stand up for yourself. Fight for yourselves. Because you cannot please and create at the same time. I always tell actors this oh, or wow. anybody. Stop trying to please other people. One of my friends and fellow faculty members at my studio said this. You can't control what other people see. So stop. Everybody's going to see something different. If you just stop trying to control what other people see you take a mountain of stuff off your plate and and again like you stop you cannot please somebody you cannot figure out it, it inhibits surprise it's like you know what do you want we'll put something on the table have you know here's a solution to a problem so it's just something i remind myself and when i hear those voices i really i really push back on those and the thing that we do that we create this work how do you discover the work versus have an idea your words create your reality and it's not your words. It's your words with really strong emotions blast into this new reality. So we use our out loud words filled with emotion because there's an exercise in the work we call, I call I am one who, anything you attach I am to that you have a feeling and there's a feeling involved, you become instantly. And so the actors, as soon as they go into that, Th- they're instantly that character and i'd say does it feel like acting and they will say no and it's so we're, we're using our out to so how, how are we doing that discovery we're using our out loud words to do it um and it's super fun you know it's, it's all it's all fun it, it should be fun
0: angry. that's it's what different. you say is it should be fun you should if be enjoying it
1: that's how you know it's working yeah great presenters great relationships great actors great whatever the heck you're doing in life You know it's working because you know what it feels like, not because somebody tells you or you watch a playback and you feel these four things. And I say them in the videos all the time. It's fun. And your version of fun might be cathartic, impactful, alive, invigorated. Two, effortless. Not effort. You're not having to work at getting somebody to like you or work at connecting. Three, impact. It's everyday life with all the boring parts cut out. So you're having impact, affecting change and being affected. And lastly, your best performance, your best connection is going to feel like your version of it. It's, it's you lifting your leg on it, leaving your thumbprint. It's the way you would do it, not the idea you have of that person. And then, then it's, and then you know it's working. You Come know? on. You know something's working, right? wonderful yeah.
0: yeah now i have some amazing questions we're just going to take a few from from our listeners and if you're listening to sure. this and you want to ask questions for future guests just click the show notes there's a link to our facebook group and our text message community that's where these came from but i i put scott's at the top because i love this i thought this was such a fantastic question but he wants to know what is the mm-hmm. difference between a dangerous choice and a choice
1: It's a great question. What's the difference between a dangerous choice and a choice? Um, A dangerous choice is something that puts you off balance. So let's talk about in the world of danger, there's an off balance. It's like a piece of art on a wall that doesn't label itself, that creates a ticket to talk, a ticket to a conversation, a piece of art that creates a question mark that pulls you into it versus labels itself and says definitive definitively, this is what I am, then you can move on to the next piece of art. Um, and a dangerous choice is realizing that, again, the words are only what we're willing to share. But while we're having a conversation, what we might feel in our heart is, I love you, or "or F off, or we, what we're really feeling is to actually acknowledge what we're really feeling and to put the words on it. So you think about in life, I use this example a lot. It's like somebody um, cuts you off, you know, kind of brutally in traffic or bumps into you. And inside your body, you get this flush of red. And it's saying, what the F? But and then you, you, you like pull up to that person. It's like I, having a nice day. But your body is saying what the F? And so a dangerous choice, dangerous choice is having an emotionally charged opinion in your body that reflects what you really mean versus the actor thinking that their job is to figure out what the author to emotionalize the text. So when you emotionalize the text, you do something that we don't do in life, and thereby you don't do justice to the writer. To truly do justice to the writing is you want to serve on a silver platter an opinion in your body That, as Marlon Brando says, gets an audience to stops the movement of the popcorn to the mouth, gets them to stop chewing, pops somebody's head off a laptop. It's something that somebody can't ignore. And when someone walks in the room, you know when their body's filled up with "I love you" or "Get out of this room" or "Kiss me," or you know that you feel it, and it's it's something that hits your chest. You know, there's moments of work, music, performance. People that when we're in their presence, like it, we really, it's hard to breathe because there's something about them. So it's about being surprising. It's about making choices that are not obvious and acknowledging what is everybody else going to do? And how am I going to do something to break that and to, and to get them to stop chewing? So it's, it's, it's really towards making dangerous opposite choices. Does that make sense? Because it's, you think of your, right, Heather, do you agree?
0: I'm listening to you. I'm learning, sir. Yeah. I'm learning. But his follow-up question to that, which I think falls in line with that, is how do we get to that choice faster? Because, you know, you're, you're talking about yes. kind of instinct and what's really naturally there, but also to, you know, kind of holding space for what is opposite and conceptualizing yes. that. How do we marry those two and get to a bolder choice faster?
1: Well, I guarantee that you can do it. It's, it's, it's what I do. Every single time I work with an actor in the video that you you referenced, how to make dangerous acting choices, I do a deep dive in describing it. But how do you get it, get there faster? Immediately let go of your idea of who this person is. Don't solve it in paper. Don't solve it on paper. Don't solve it in your head. Let go of the idea and let your words create your reality. Start to talk as that character using your out loud words and push into Again, your words are not enough to create. It's your emotional words. So when you start emotionalizing the words, and Einstein said it best, you can't solve a problem using the same level of consciousness that created it. And so what we're doing to create these dangerous choices is we're blasting out of the consciousness of the piece. And we're asking about, you know, what is that character's most reckless fantasy? What are they terrified of? Um, you know, trying to sort of explode these emotions out of their body that might not have anything to do with the, with the page, because your best, most dangerous choices are never found in the text. They're born from it. So what we're doing is we're triggering this almost chaotic expression of emotion where they are blasting out of the text and they're finding these incredible choices in another dimension from the text and then plugging it back because the really dirty, naughty fun secret of acting is that the difference between good and great is are you starting every performance emotionally lit up, sparked up, but it doesn't matter what you're lit up on because the text might say that you're feeling anxious, but if you're expressing um, ecstatic joy and you're bringing that to the text, you're going to show someone an anxiety they had never seen before. So we're really unplugging our heads and accessing the subconscious. You know, it's like an actor will sometimes say, well, how, that doesn't make sense. Well, I'll say, who the, who the heck do you think you are when you're dreaming? Where are you? Uh, what are you? And Fred Rogers said it best of Mr. Rogers. He said, what's essential in this world is invisible to the eye. So it's an invitation to people who I'm working with to enter a place that you cannot touch, see, smell. And it's amazing. Like what we get to do as as creative artists is we get to use nothing, but we could be in a darkened space. We get to pull magic and wonder out of our bodies and like make things. So it's an invitation to come on a journey that might not make sense to the head, But it is undeniably fun and ecstatic, you know, to do it. And I can talk about it a lot and nerd out about it. But I do invite any of your audience to actually, they can come watch the work I do for free to come, you know, audit a class and to connect to some of those videos. Because the other thing I'm doing is the mindset work. It's, yes, we want to create the best acting that we possibly can in these performances. But how you feel as a person is what you get. You have to feel empowered. So we direct the work towards the person sometimes. You have to feel empowered now to create the success. You can't wait for it to feel that. So how do you direct that work into yourself? Anyway, so that's another perspective you know, on the work, Heather.
0: Beautiful. I have one final question for you But sure. you just mentioned. A free audit. A lot, and no, 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 no. Um, that's That's why you're here. But where can people connect with you online and sign up for one of these free classes?
1: Good question. So um, we work with um, folks all over the world via Zoom. And anybody who's listening is welcome to attend a free audit via Zoom from anywhere in the world. Meet our celebrity clients. See the work with the actors. Watch the mindset work. And you can go to my website, www.josephperlman.com. P-E-A-R-L-M-A-N.com. And you can just simply click the button to get a free audit. You can follow me on Instagram at Joseph Perlman. And I also do live mindset events on Clubhouse now, which has been really fun. Same at Joseph Perlman and all that. So come and hang out and actually watch the, the, you know, the transformations because showing you is is a lot more fun than just describing it. And there's plenty of videos, you know, on, um, you know, on YouTube. And thank you for watching those Heather.
0: Oh man. It's been so good. So good. Um, I, like I said, I had a list of questions here, but I'm going to throw them all out for our very last one because talking to you, I just, I have to ask you this. Um, you have an, you have an energy that is so tangible and you know, you're saying some amazing things, but like you're, you're living what you're teaching us, right? Like in the way in which you are delivering your content and your teaching, I feel it right. Like I feel more hope and alive and, um, I'm so envious of that as a creator and a teacher, like I'm like, I, you know, restoring that energy, inviting that energy within your, within your bones where you have a well to draw from to show up and deliver your art and your work in the way that you do, Joseph, how do we get there? What's your spiritual practice? Like do you have (laughs) any tips, advice for us to enter into that space? Cause I noticed that on you.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to feel as awesome as you can in any moment and if you don't and if you can't there's a beautiful baudelaire poem that i love and i've read in some of the videos i'm not going to read it now but it's on living life lit up lit up the poem is literally be always drunken drunken on what drunken on love drunken on frustration drunken on wine drunken on whatever you want i'm not Suggesting substance abuse here, but it's living life lit up, and if for some reason you're not feeling it, then, for instance, right now, Heather, what is a feeling that you so crave that you want? Can you name that feeling? What is it? Like, what would it be?
0: Resolve.
1: Ooh, cool, resolve. And what else is that? Is there is there another feeling in that resolve? I
0: like, would say power. Like, good. Um, I have a lot of power in me, and I don't yeah. let that power out because I'm afraid it offends and hurts people.
1: Power and resolve. So, mm-hmm. just for fun here, um, because again, when you when you have a very clear intention of what you want, a future wish combined with a powerful emotion, that's everything. It's so simple. So, I want you to just for a second, can you lift your right arm all the way up, all the way down? Of course. Just for a sec, all the way up, all the way down, all the way, up, all the way down. Okay, keep it down. Okay. I want you to fill that right arm up. Just put it in the arm. With put power and resolve in that arm and lift it all the way up, all the way down. Good. All I the way rough. up, all the way down. That's it. More power. More power. Yeah. Faster. More resolve. There we go. All the power that you're holding back and more resolve. Even more. Fill it up even more. That's 50%. Do it at 100 right now. Yeah. All the way up, all the way down. Good. And without thinking, Heather, if the arm could say something without giving a crap, what would it say? Or make a noise. Don't think. Give it a go, voice.
0: Go, Say it again. go, 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 go. Yes, yes, yes.
1: yes. So Ooh. at any time, if you're not feeling what it is that you want to feel, you can throw it back into your body. You can flip that switch. And because you can't think your way out of it. You have to out-fun it. It all comes back to fun. You have to out-fun it. You have to burn through the fog of whatever you don't want and throw yourself back into it. But the thing is, is that it's easy. Like, it can be done in minutes. So there's nothing fundamentally wrong. It's just, I think we get attached to stories. And as you have all know, a Harari, the writer said, especially stories that involve suffering. We get attached to these stories and then we live these stories out. And I think it's just the realization that anything that's capable of being done, you can do, you know, and so just you can change anything that you want to. And you don't have to like, it doesn't matter how long you've been like suffering with something, you can say, all right, I'm just going to shift it right now. And it starts with being very clear emotionally about how you're feeling. And what do you want and going to the end of that fantasy, not having an attitude of I'll take what I can get, like going to the end of it, plugging that emotion in, and then coming from the vantage point of you've, you have know, sort of I'm, I've already done it and now I'm looking back on it. you know so it's it's super fun. I mean, it's all kinds of fun. There's nothing to worry about. You know there's really not you know that like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to worry about supposedly. but if these things you could get back to this incredible feeling place in minutes, then really what was all the fuss basically?
0: Hey, y'all, before we get out of here, if you are looking to build a course or a membership site, building some online income so you can fund your creative work, you know, bring a little extra money monies. One of my favorite platforms, I'm not going to lie to you, it's my favorite platform, is Kajabi. Almost everybody I work with, I somehow convinced to get onto Kajabi. <laughs> I personally use it. It's an all-in-one platform for not only your email list, but also hosting your courses, your membership sites and pretty much whatever you want to do you can do it on kajabi to start your free trial all you have to do is go to Heatherparity.com forward slash kajabi that is linked in the show notes and start your trial for 14 days i mean technically you could build a product sell the product within two weeks and it pays for itself no sweat again that is heatherparody.com forward slash kajabi